Hello everybody, welcome back to the Glue Glue Podcast. I'm your host as always, Kyle Quinn. And Bruce joins me here today to, to discuss a scintillating display by Manchester United against Arsenal, the league leaders at Old Trafford, winning by three goals to one. And um, that's United's fourth win in a row. And once again, the mighty Gunners crumble whenever they play a big team away from home after all those victories <laughs> against Bournemouth and Fulham and Leicester and Villa. They're both crashing back down to earth. Um, so what was your thoughts on the game today, Brush? Uh, absolutely elated, Kyle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Well, I'll tell you what was nice. Um, as much as I expected us to actually uh, go and beat them, I didn't think we'd do it by that scoreline. Um, obviously, we spoke previously about our issues up top and uh, it not really functioning the way it should. Um, so I wasn't convinced that we could score uh, multiple goals. So that was really nice to see. Yeah, that game today reminded me of a Jose Mourinho quote uh, where he said, you can have the ball and we'll take the points uh, because Arsenal <laughs> had 61% possession um, and, and, and dominated large spells uh, but didn't really take their chances. Um, no, they didn't just, at all. In edit were ruthless, uh, particularly on the counter-attack and that's what won us the game. I um, was also really impressed with uh, Ten Hag's substitutions when we went 2-1 up immediately. He, he, he went to a more solid approach and Arsenal really couldn't break us down. And we got the third goal and then Arsenal really lost belief after that and the game was over really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I think like you, I was a bit surprised when I saw the team sheet as well. Um, I mean, I, I was expecting it to be pretty close to how it was before, actually. I didn't think he would change too much. But then the one change I did expect was perhaps Casemiro coming in. But it was the opposite. What we saw was uh, was Anthony being thrown into the deep end, uh, which I was a little surprised by. Um, I thought for sure he would start on the bench. But in retrospect, thinking about it, it kind of makes sense uh, because he is a player that Eric knows very well and is another body that would help him streamline what it is that he's trying to do. Yeah, definitely. And the form of Alanga hasn't been great. So it was probably an easy decision to throw Anthony Shoot in. Oh, work. absolutely. Yeah. And we saw the difference. It was night and day, wasn't it? Even in the 57 minutes or so that we saw Anthony. Um, yeah, he just provides so much more. Uh, the highlight for me was, uh, you know, when that ball went near the corner flag and the little flick out to Dallow, who put in a brilliant <laughs> cross. Uh, you know, if that was Alanga, you know, that doesn't happen. <laughs> No, definitely not. Um, yeah, lovely bit of improvisation there from Anthony. Um, I have to say, um, Dallow has been the surprise of the season so far. I think he's yeah. probably been United's most improved player. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, yeah, because I think I, I think the majority of the fan base uh, writ him off. Uh, I'm certainly among them. Uh, I didn't think there was much we could do with him. And even now, to a certain degree, I feel like he's a stopgap until somebody else comes in. But um, yeah, if he keeps playing like this, listen, we're, we're going to be discussing backup options instead of replacements. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And the back four just picked itself, like I said, you know, a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah, um, exactly. That's the, yeah, that's why I was quite happy that it was quite settled. Um, obviously, the Casemiro thing, I mean, I'm quite happy for Ten Hag to just take his time and do what he feels is right. As long as we're winning, I don't think you can really criticise it. Yeah, every decision uh, Ten Hag is making turns out to be the right one. Even mm. not, not starting Casemiro is one thing, but 
you brought on Fred before Casemiro, and obviously that raised a few eyebrows. But again, it worked. I mean, there's even an example where Fred was is pressing, won the ball back high up the pitch, where I think Ramsdale played it out to one of his teammates, and and, and Fred took it off the toes of an Arsenal player, and nearly resulted in another goal for us. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I thought for Fred, Fred's cameo was, was was really good today as well. So, um, it is strange that uh, Casemiro has been left with just kind of twenty minute or fifteen minute appearances. Um, but yeah, as long as we're winning, you can't really complain, can you? Yeah, exactly, and that's what it is. Um, the two high uh, players that really stood out to me as well, uh, Ericsson, what a performance! Very classy from Ericsson. Uh, and Rashford, who we've both been very critical of, and he, he turned up today. Yeah, uh, Ericsson was given man of the match by Gary Neville. He, yeah, as good as he was, you, you have to say, if you get two goals and an assist, you'd be feel pretty aggrieved if you weren't given man of the match. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, is Rashford proving his doubters wrong here? Is there a possibility now that he could get 20 Premier League goals this season? All of a sudden, it's looking like more of a possibility than it was, you know, maybe a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I still don't think he's the he's the solution up front. I don't think he possesses the, those qualities to play up front for us. But uh, Ten Hag certainly has faith in him. And also, it's about the system more than anything else. And we've seen flashes today of what he can provide when used correctly. Um, obviously, the pace as well we have to utilise. Um, yeah, I, I see a scenario in which we might see him more but out left. Um, I have a feeling that if Martial's fully fit, then he comes in. And perhaps it'll be Sancho that drops out. I had a, I had a feeling that for... At least for portions of this game, we were going to play on the counter attack, mm. and that would mean that Rashford was a certainty to, to start. Um, and again, it was another classic um, Rashford counter attack goal uh, for the second yeah. one. What a lovely pass from Bruno Fernandez with the outside of the right foot. Yeah, well. absolutely. But yeah, this is the thing. So in order to get the best out of Rashford, there's a certain way we need to play. So you have to play to his strengths, or otherwise, it's not going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah, he's not really much of a target man, and and, nope. and he brought he brought Ronaldo on then when he wanted a target man. Y- yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and Ronaldo was very frustrated, wasn't he? That he, he was <laughs> desperate to get on the score sheet. Yeah, he was. Oh, do you know what? There was our uh, Fred did the hard part in keeping the ball in, but then the final ball uh, to Ronaldo it was just yeah, it was misplaced, wasn't it? Had that been a perfectly weighted pass, I think that would have just topped off today. Yeah, uh, if, if Ron could have got himself on the score sheet, he would have loved that. Yeah, I think he even kicked a, a microphone at one point. He was so <laughs> pissed off. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I, I certainly expect him to start against Sociedad, so hopefully he'll get his chance to shine on Thursday. Yeah, and I, I like the way that he was celebrating Anthony's goal when he was sitting on the bench and he wasn't yeah. moping about the fact that he wasn't starting. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he, like you said, he, he he's decided to... He predicted that he would knuckle down, and uh, yeah, you know, and that's what that's what's happening, really. Um, yeah, sure. yeah, I think yeah, there's there's no other option now, is there, Carl? And also, I think some of it as well. I do think it's media hype and scrutiny as well, like you know, because of his reactions and whatnot. I do think he's more professional than a lot of people think. Um, I know, you know, we concentrate on the numbers and the selfishness, but I, I do think he is a team player as well when he wants to be. Yeah, there's no point in just moping around for nine months and 
I'm looking forward to the next season. You know, a player like him, we want to make the best of potentially his last big season at the top level. He want to believe yeah. that he can win trophies this season. Yeah, absolutely. Made. And I think what works in in our favour as well is the fact that there is a World Cup looming. So he'll want to uh, keep himself fit for that. He will indeed. Um, yeah. For, yeah, I, I would have liked to see him get on the score sheet. Um, yeah, even it would have been nice. You know, kind of fell out with him a wee bit this summer, but I'm sure we'll we'll mm. get over that in time. Um, you know, the football is so fickle. As soon as Ronaldo <laughs> scores a couple of goals, it'll be forgotten about. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, so yeah, Christian Eriksen, like you said, absolutely yeah, fantastic brilliant. today. He ran brilliant. the show really. Yeah, um, I, I just I just wish he was five years younger and had no health issues. <laughs> yeah, but he's played three games in a week now. We didn't really think yeah, that was possible. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think that was possible. That was what my one concern. Um, actually, it is an ongoing concern, I have to say, that, you know, uh, our reliance on him, I don't know if he, if he can keep up with it. I think we're going to have to manage it at some point. Uh, obviously, with how the team are playing now, I understand that it's very difficult to make changes. So I fully expect the changes to come in the Europa League. So, yeah. Yeah, I would anticipate that Casemiro and Fred would start in the centre of the pitch against Real Sociedad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's a good opportunity to give Ericsson a rest after playing mm. three games in seven days. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so he was man of the match. Um, he, he deserves it as well. I'll tell you what, he's underrated. He's probably one of the signings of the season. Yeah, because today, and we got one assist today, but. Um, mm. A lot of the goals we've been scoring recently, he's been heavily involved in the build-up, but not getting, not yeah. playing the final ball. But yeah, a lot of the, the the goals are coming through him. And yeah, some people debated as to whether him and Bruno could actually work together, but it, it is working at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I have to. Yeah, I had a lot of doubts about uh, Bruno Fernandez, and we got a question now if uh, if the armband has helped him because I don't know about you, Carl, but I've noticed that he's not throwing his arms up in the air as much. He's not throwing as many tantrums. Yeah, uh, well, he's still talking to the referee as much as he can. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but he's not. Yeah, he's not flailing, flailing about as much, which is good. Which is good to see. Uh, Decision making wise, I think it's still a learning process for him in this system. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a bit more confident than I was before that he can he can sort himself out and get something out of it. Do you think he'll be given the captaincy long term then? Oh, that's another question entirely. I think we'll have to reassess that at the end of the season. I think there's still changes to be made in the squad, so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, there seems to be, all of a sudden, there seems to be a couple of candidates now. During the summer, mm. it felt like there was none. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now with Varane playing regularly, I wouldn't mind him becoming club captain at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, with him, it just depends, isn't it? So if, we can, if we can have a fully fit Varane, if we can have a fully fit Varane, then yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Martinez as well. Uh, you know, he's got that hunger and bite about him. Uh, at the end of the season, who knows? Um, yeah, it's looking up. Martinez was certainly playing on the edge today, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit concerned beforehand because, you know, I had flashbacks to uh, fiery Argentines when they turn up at Old Trafford. Uh, you'll remember uh, Mascherano getting sent off <laughs> when Liverpool came. And he's a similar sort of player. He's got that same fire and desire. And um, it's important in these kind of occasions to channel it in the right way because otherwise it's very easy to see red. I thought if anyone would see a card, it would probably be him for us and uh, for Arsenal, probably Granite Xhaka. 
Yeah, he was he was very close to giving away a penalty. I think mm. he pulled his foot out at the last second. Um, yeah, that, that was a relief. Um, yeah, the, I mean there was a very tasty challenge on Bruno from one from one of Arsenal's midfielders. Yeah, um, he's he's a bit lucky to get away with that. Um, and then we seen a real mm. moment of frustration from Bakri Saka uh, with the foul <laughs> on Lassia. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Arsenal really uh, a two one. They never really covered a two one, didn't they? Whenever yeah, Ten Hag made the substitutions, they found it harder to to get behind us. Uh, mm. And then the third goal went in and just killed off the game. Really, they never really looked. Like yeah, pretty that, much. We we kind of solidified it in the second half. In the first half, I actually thought they were better. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was almost against the run of play that the goal came. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, very good performance. There's a lot of positives that we can take away from it. I think it was a very good le- lesson learned for Malassia. I think we need to curve our expectations, and today it showed because he is young. You know, he is new to the league. He's only he's only had two full seasons under his belt where he was a first team player, and that was at Feyenoord. So you know, we need to tailor our expectations. Um, I thought he struggled in parts today, but it's to be expected. Yeah, he's he's a young player in a, in a new league, and he's stepping up in class yeah. in terms of the opposition he's playing against. And yeah, he's, he's going to make jump. mistakes. Huge jump, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Um, but certainly, there's no reason to bring back Luke Shaw at the moment. No, now. Um, no, definitely not. Um, so, so yeah, McTominay did did a. An, Good defensive job today. Mm. What he's really good at is like defending from set pieces and corners, isn't he? He's uh, he wins a lot of headers. Um, mm. and you know what really lets him down though, and there was times in the second half where he was getting frustrated where his first touch was letting him down, and a second his second touch is a tackle, and then <laughs> and then he gets a booking. Yeah, that's where he lets him down. But he's he, he works really hard. Um, he, he's he's good at defending in the air. Um, and he can score goals from from there as well at the other end of the pitch, but yeah, his 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 ability on the ball is what really lets him down as a player. But yeah. Ten Hag seems to be really loving him at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he seems to have found a role for him. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how long it's going to stay for because at some point I would assume that Casemiro starts. <laughs> yeah, at some point, McTominay is going to be relegated to the Europa League team. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, but um, listen, he can put a shift in from time to time, and I'm quite happy for him to do that. It's fine. Yeah, I just wasn't expecting him to play so many games, but then, like we said yeah. earlier, who cares if we're winning games? You know, yeah, exactly. That's what it comes. Down. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. I mean, there's no no doubt in my mind that it is going to be Casemiro. It's just that he's easing him into it, um, and Ten Hag. You know, we just have to trust him with what he's doing. Yeah. Um. To, the way to gain trust with supporters is to keep winning games, and that's what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. And like, look at the look at the Rashford thing. We all raised our eyebrows, but it seems to be working. He seems to be getting a tune out of him, and that's all we can ask for at the end of the day. Definitely. Um. You know. What, you know what is the reason? Like, I mean, Rashford for last, but like, if you compare Rashford last season to this season, it's like night and day. Mm. Is it? Does the manager have to take credit for that, or is Rashford just more focused now than he was last season? I think it's a mixture of both. I mean, I think he understands the criticism that was coming our way. It got really toxic last year, especially his relationship with the fan base. Um, you'll remember, you know, when he got heckled and he responded at the end of the game. I think it was after Atletico Madrid. Um, yeah, so that all turned into a big thing. He knows he's been terrible. Um, statistics wise everything wise last year was just one to completely forget 
um, which is probably why we saw so much promo and of him in the gym and stuff during the summer. Um, and yeah, no doubt the, the 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 coach coming in has given him a new lease of life, especially when it's someone who's trusted him to start uh, as the main man. Um, I don't think any too many others would have put him in that situation. Yeah, uh, certainly working so far. Um, yeah. three goals, three goals for the season, all coming against big teams as well. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I mean, even today, like on paper, I was questioning whether he should be the one that starts because obviously, uh, Ronaldo would uh, would offer more in terms of occupying their defenders. Yeah, it was very unselfish for mm. Ericsson to square it to Rashford there in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have loved Ericsson to get his first United goal. I think we're all waiting on that one, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was very unlucky as well, the the, the volley that he hit. If, oh, if only it had been on target. That was the cross from Dallow, wasn't it? Yeah, After yeah, that was the cross from Dallow. Yeah, that whole move was fantastic. It deserved the goal, that. Yeah, that would have been an unbelievable goal. Yeah, but... that would have been amazing. <laughs> what I'm what I'm really looking forward to this season, and at some point it is going to happen. Uh, Ericsson is going to swing a free kick into the top corner from 25 yards out. Um, oh so, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we haven't really had many free kick specialists in in, in recent seasons. I don't think. Um, I mean, David Beckham was unbelievable. I know Ronaldo when he in his first spell scored a lot of free kicks, but like. In the post Fergie era, there hasn't been many great free kick takers. Has and yeah, one matter, well, one matter. Yeah. matter was fantastic at them. It's just that, unfortunately for him, I, I just get really upset when we <laughs> when we mention one matter because I really feel like he was one of those players that was just under underappreciated, and we just didn't utilize him to the best of his abilities and wasted his best years. Yeah, and hardly played as a number ten for United. Uh, always seemed to play on the right for some reason. Yeah, but that's, that's because we're, we're stacked with number 10s and he, he just didn't seem to be favoured no matter who it was, Van Gaal or Mourinho or, or Solskjaer. Um, but yeah, um, he's, he's a fantastic guy and he'll be welcome back at the club anytime. Uh, I'm sure the club will make him an ambassador when he retires. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jaden Sancho was probably the one disappointment today. He had a, a bit of a quiet game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, he was... I don't, I don't, yeah, that, that's why I say. I say if, uh, if Martial's fully fit, I think Jaden will be the one to drop out. Um, yeah, I think maybe it's because we know how talented he is, which is why it's so frustrating. Um, and we have seen, at the very least, um, that he has got qualities, um, which he's demonstrated in the last couple of games. It's just about getting the best out of him. He's never going to beat a man for pace. Um, uh, got me thinking today, actually, if we do utilise a false nine in future, like we did earlier in the season with, with Ericsson, perhaps Sancho and Rashford could swap over positions. What would you think? Yeah, I, I think that could be an option. Um, obviously, my first preference is always to have a striker. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Same here. But it's one of those that I was exploring because I think because he's obviously he's technically very gifted. His footballing IQ is high, uh, but he's just not going to outpace anyone. So how do you get the best out of him? That that, that could be one way. Yeah, playing more to... centrally. Yeah, that'd be, um, yeah, I could see it happening in the future. Uh, mm. Maybe not on a on a regular basis, but you know, yeah, it needs yeah. must. Yeah, when I see like players like Eze at Crystal Palace as well, you know, playing as an attacking midfielder on the on the top of that uh, of that diamond, perhaps a position like that even. 
Yeah, no, that's a real possibility. Yeah. Um. So it's it's starting to look a lot rosier now. I mean, we were bottom of the league a few weeks ago, and now we're we're in fifth. And you know, I'm starting to feel positive about our prospects of, of finishing in the top four. Or, or am I getting carried away, or do you think I'm, I'm right to feel that way? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> On the back of results like this, it's difficult, isn't it, not to get carried away. I'm sure there's going to be one or two streams today where fans are going to jump out the window and some are going to be even, you know, mentioning title charges and things of that nature. Um, I am firmly sticking to what I said at the start of the season, which is what I really want to see is just an establishment of a, of a style and a system. And we're, st- and we're seeing that. And we just want to see improvements and better football overall. And yeah, all those boxes currently are being ticked. That's all I can say. Yeah, we're, we're, suddenly we're only three points off the top of the table. This is yeah, quite incredible. <laughs> yeah. Given where, where we were after the Brentford debacle. To... Listen, I remember me and you sitting here uh, looking through the fixture list, wondering where three points are coming from. <laughs> it was it's all looking so gloomy. It's amazing what, how quickly things can a, change. Yeah, what a turnaround. Uh, and then, well, we've got Crystal Palace now next. That's going to be a bit of a tricky one. And I think it's Man City after that. Yeah, Crystal Palace away is yeah. also potential, potential slip-up. Uh, yeah. It could, but we have a decent record there, I think, in recent seasons. Um, mm. Palace do have a good record at Old Trafford. That's been the problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, was yeah. it? No, it was year before last, wasn't it? They beat us opening day. Yeah, it was uh, Donny's debut. <laughs> it came to Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. They beat us 3-1, I think. Yeah, I think he, he scored in that game, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, Donny scored. <laughs> um, injured at the moment, apparently. That's why he was mm-hmm. not in the squad today. Um, and and Garnaccio was omitted, and we're, we're play- uh, two keepers on the bench. That yeah, are, I will never uh, understand why we start new keepers. Yeah, two keepers. It's just unnecessary. Yes, yeah, bizarre. Oh, yeah, after Palace, it is Leeds at home. Oh, it's Leeds. Uh, okay. And yeah. then it's City? Yeah, I think there's an okay. international break and then right, City yes, the start yes. of October. Okay, um, okay, all right. So mm-hmm. yeah, and Leeds, Leeds are slowly doing doing all right. Um, I think they got did they lose? I think they got back five two. I think did they lose five two? Well, my thing is oh no, I'm thinking of Leicester. Oh. Yeah, Leicester lost five two to Brighton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leeds. What happened? Leeds? I think Leeds did lose, didn't they? Who did they play? Yeah, I f- yeah, I think you're right. I think you did lose. Um, um, let's try and find it here. Yeah. Uh, yes, they lost. Yes, they did lose five two to Brentford. Oh, okay. That's oh. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, they'll have a little reminder of uh, of their previous management where it was all gung ho. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think March has March has done a decent job there. So yeah, I'm not going to take them lightly either. And obviously, that's that's a derby game as well. So you know, anything can happen. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I'm. I'm always confident of beating Leeds at Old Trafford. It's just mm. the, the away fixture that, that concerned <laughs> me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So going that, that city game at the start of October could be a top of the table clash. That might <laughs> <be sure. laughs> Potentially, <laughs> potentially. potentially. Uh, and I'll tell you what. I was really annoyed at the goal that we conceded as well. I thought it was needless. Uh, just yeah, they 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 could have done better with dealing with that one. Yeah, I think there's a couple of mistakes in there. Um, yeah. yeah, and then I'll tell you what, in uh, in the little cameo that Maguire made, I mean, it kind of highlighted why he's not playing. Um, the one foul that he did give away was in a very dangerous position. 
Um, we were lucky not to get punished there. Yeah, I, do you know? Do you know? Do you know what led to that Maguire yellow card? It, it, a very poor pass from Casemiro. Of all yeah, yeah, because Casemiro is uh, is to blame as well. Both of them, both of them could have done better there. Yeah, I, I hope Martinez is not injured long term because we do yeah. not want to see Maguire come back in. No, no, because yeah, just the manner in which he gave away that foul, it just brought all those memories back. It's just like, oh no, you're so slow. <laughs> you're not going to catch anyone. You're just going to get in the way. Oh. I was watching the game with, a, I would say, about 20 United fans, and there's a few groans when yeah. Maguire came onto the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was the foul. It was the foul, and I was just like, oh, here you go. Oh, here we go again. This is, yeah, it's typical, isn't it? It's just, yeah, it just doesn't fit the style or system that we're trying to implement. Um, yeah, I mean, I joked last week that you should have, we should have, you know, you should have stayed in Leicester on Thursday. Um, genuinely, though, I do think that would be a good move for all parties. Um, perhaps one to consider in January. Yeah, I, I hope you're right. Yeah, I think that would be the the best thing for for his club career and his England career. Yeah, yeah, England that's the else. thing. I mean, yeah, because I mean, Johnny Evans is 35. I think Soyuncu might be on the way out. Um, he's talking to Galatasaray, I believe. Um, they were playing a, a, a defensive midfielder at CM uh, when we played them. So yeah, it makes sense they could do one. But Leicester have tightened the, the purse strings and uh, they're not spending any mm. money and Rodgers is getting... I don't know why, off. though, because they're sat on that full final money now. <laughs> I know, it's bizarre. I think Rodgers will be gone fairly soon, but I think the fact that he's shifting the blame onto the board is him preparing for his next job. Um, so I think it'll be all over shortly. Um, so it, I, I made this argument on Twitter. Is Ten Hag the signing of the summer so far? <laughs> you think? I, I think... I, I think it's too early to say. It's too early to say. I mean, for us as fans, yeah, um, he, he probably is the most exciting part because it's, we've been devout of good football and any kind of structure for so long that it's it's nice to see the beginnings of such. Yeah, it, it feels like we're building something. You know, under Ollie, even when we're on a, a winning run, we never yeah. felt that he was going to succeed long term or that he was... a. Uh, you know, a brilliant coach, but you get no. the feeling from Tin Hag that he's got something about him. And he knows yeah, yeah, doing. the way he's taking notes, the way he's adjusting things from game to game. Uh, yeah, there, there's progress being made. I just hope that he gets the support that he requires. Like, even this summer, I don't think that we supported him in the way he should have been. Um, but I hope we get there eventually. Yeah, uh, the worst thing that could happen w would be for him to do really well this season, maybe finish second and, and win a trophy, and then they spend absolutely nothing next summer. That would be a disaster. Yeah, right? that, that would be absolutely disastrous. Like At the moment, uh, yeah, I know it was messy how we got there, and the, the money spent was ridiculous as well, but objectively, just looking at the calibre of player that come in, I was quite happy with the window overall. Um, I just wish that it was done in a more concise way where these players could have came in and had a pre-season tour to gel uh, together as a team. Yeah. W what's been brilliant is that all the new signings have started off really well, maybe apart from Casemiro, but he hasn't started a game yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, th that's the thing. Everyone, every single one that's come in has improved us. Um, you know, so that, that that's the positive. But we want to see them continue this, you know, for, yeah. for seasons to come. Because 
when, uh, three years ago when Oli brought in Juan Bissaka, Maguire, and Daniel James, they all started off really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of them ended up being sold, and the other two are now dead wood. Um, yeah. So. The and then if we look at and if we look at Jose's reign as well, you know, he was supported in the first window where he got Zlatan and Pogba and we had the initial success. And then that second window, he got Fred, Dallo and Lee Grant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that that is the worry. That's where we have to watch out, uh, especially because they have overspent this season, uh, uh, this summer. So we'll have to see if the funds are going to be the same next year or if it's not. Um, but yeah, this is a solid foundation to build on. But this only makes sense if you build on it. Yeah, at United under the Glazer ownership, managers become victims of their own success. Mm. They, they tighten the purse strings once you finish second in the league, uh, like, like you just mentioned there. So hopefully that yeah. doesn't happen. Um, yeah, that's the thing. There is a weird pattern as well of us spending more when we're out of the Champions League and then it's sort of tailing off once we qualify, which is ridiculous because yeah, you know, they've done it again. Yeah, it's splurged uh, 200 million because we're, we're in the Europa League. Yeah, yeah, and if we get CL, that'll be you know, that'll be the real challenge. That'll be when we see what happens. Yeah, so just come ah. on to the player ratings now. Then, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I'm looking forward to this bit every week now, it seems. Um, so <laughs> David de Gea, I'll go with the uh, six, Dallo uh, gets an eight for me, uh, Varane a seven, uh, Martinez. Uh, a, a seven, Malasia maybe a six, uh, Anthony a seven, McTominay a seven, Christian Eriksen an eight, uh, Sancho probably a five, Bruno a seven, Marcus Rashford a nine, um, and and our ten hog gets a ten out of ten for me. So, what's your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think I tend to be a tough marker, so. All of those grades just one below for me, <laughs> but, yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, essentially the same thing, it's the same players that I would highlight. Uh, yeah, uh, Dallo has done very well. Um, Ericsson and Rashford were the two standouts for me. Um, and yeah, uh, for me, the disappointment was Sancho, so yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I would give on um, Ronaldo and Fred, um played uh, a good bit of the game. Um, the Casemiro Maguire only played 10 minutes, but yeah. So Ronaldo, I would probably give him a six. Uh, he, he did well, and, and, and Fred a six as well for his appearance. Yeah, for those guys, yeah, somewhere between like a 5.5 and a six. So yeah, it weren't too much there. But yeah, yeah. If only that final ball uh, from Fred was better, that, that would have been nice. Yeah, yeah. Fred is just almost better without the ball than he is with mm. the ball at times. So. <laughs> and there was one chance that he had actually, but then Ramsdale uh, made himself very big. He did, yeah. Wasn't there? Didn't Ramsdale uh, prevent Bruno from chipping it over him as well? Yeah, point? yeah, yeah. He, he, he made up for one of his calamities, which <laughs> which led to one of our goals. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Arsenal again. Come, they come to Old Trafford uh, and they fool like a deck chair. I mean, yeah. they, they have they've had one win at Old Trafford, I think, in the Premier League since two thousand and six. That is an incredible record, isn't it? That's a fantastic yeah. record. Long may it continue. For us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surprising record when you think about it. And it, there's probably uh, it's probably one of the worst records at Old Trafford in, in the last yeah. you know, sixteen years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you've, there's probably teams like you know. Uh, further down the table, who have better records at Old Trafford, like uh, Palace, uh, for example. Yeah, Newcastle. yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean to think that we've well, we've lost it against teams like Sheffield United at Old Trafford in more recent times. <laughs> yeah, we, we're just coming off a, a a big win. It was it was was it the nine nil or something, and then we lost to Sheffield United mm, in the next mm, game. Mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. a huge come down, wasn't it? And yeah, yeah, because they were bottom of the league at that time as well, and that really it was a big blow to our title hopes. Yeah, I, it's hard to believe we're even having that conversation. You know, yeah. Like the <laughs> yeah. We'll, be, we'll be having that yeah. conversation again pretty soon. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's a crazy season, Carl, especially this one, because we've not had one like it with uh, with the fixture list and how it's all fallen and how we're going to come back after the World Cup as well. Like, you know, because players are, it takes them a little while to recover after a World Cup. So, yeah. Um, the one thing that does concern me is obviously Haaland. Uh, doesn't have a World Cup, so he's just going to be chilling. <laughs> uh, the last yeah. thing that guy needs is, uh, you know, time to himself for some R and R. Yeah, we've said uh, already that it's a it's a really open season so far in yeah. terms of the the top four and the title race. But at some point, you expect Man City to pull away. Like that's what happens most seasons, really. Yeah, yeah. When you look at their squad depth and stuff as well, like they're one of the teams that really benefits from this new rule of five substitution. And, you know, we've saw it, we've seen it, you know, the way they put away, the way Haaland scored a hat trick against Forest last week. I mean, and that was in the first half. So at half time, you know, you're, you're smooth, smooth sailing. You can make all the changes you like, you can rest up all your key players. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you you probably hear a lot of pundits saying it suits the big teams, and mm. you're probably right about that because we have yeah. stronger benches. And than the oh, absolutely, side. yeah. The lower down you go, there's a big drop off from the quality of their first eleven to the bench. So, what did you think of the VAR decision to to read uh, Martinelli's goal? I think it was a foul. That's my opinion. Um, I, I, but, uh, I did think it was a foul, um, but yeah, it's it's a big weekend for for VAR decisions, isn't it? There were some atrocious ones yesterday, oh, the, particularly the the one uh, the decision to relate the West Ham equaliser. Um, yeah, yeah, that was mad to me. I, um, I was shocked at the uh, Aston Villa one as well. Actually, the, the Villa one, Coutinho's goal. I thought it was given. That was a brilliant finish as well. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah, not a good bad. weekend for the referees. No, no, not at all. And it's surprising because I'll tell you what, it's only here that we seem to be having these problems. Around Europe, they don't seem to be having as many problems with VAR. Um, I think we just need to train our refs and staff a lot better. Yeah, because in the Champions League, you don't seem to get many decisions wrong. Where no, no. If, in Premier League, it's every single weekend there's controversial decisions. Yeah, uh, we just, just need to start holding the the officials to a much higher standard. Is what we need to do. Yeah, there's no way any of those officials would go to the World Cup, in my no. opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's been a nightmare for VAR uh, this, this weekend, particularly yesterday. And mm-hmm. thankfully, there was nothing too controversial today. I know some Arsenal fans will moan about that decision, but... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, other... ultimately, I don't know how much they can complain. I don't think it really would have changed a lot. No, and it was the other way around. They'd want the foul given. You know, yeah, yeah, it's one of those ones, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so we're about to begin our Europa League campaign, and probably Real Sociedad is probably the, the most difficult tie that we'll have. Yeah. Um, how much rotation do you expect to see there, then? Uh, I, do you know, I... I would like to see a four, a four rotation 
this is where I want to see the back our backup back four. I want to see Shaw, Maguire, Lindelof, and Wambisaka. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the perfect opportunity for them. Where it's not a game because I'll tell you what that is the hardest game of the group on paper. So it's one of those where you want your backup players to go out and show you what they got, and I think it's the perfect opportunity. If that makes sense. I, my prediction is that he make five changes, not eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think Martin Debraga will start as well. Yeah. Casemiro and Fred and Maguire, yes. Yes. and Ronaldo. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, that's realistic. I mean, yeah, it's too much to expect everyone to just change out. But yeah, yeah, that's a realistic expectation. That's pretty much what I expect as well. I'll be very shocked if Ronnie doesn't start. Yeah, and you wouldn't be you wouldn't be shocked if he got a hat tricking his real sociedad, would you? Yeah. Just... <laughs> oh, listen, I can, I can tell in the little cameos he's been making. You can tell he's hungry for it. Yeah, um, I think the more people say that he's past it and he, he's done mm. and he's not a force anymore, the more determined yeah. he is to prove. Yeah, and wrong. I'll t- and I'll tell you what, it will be bugging, it will be eating away at him the fact that statistically, like he's made like four appearances and he's got zero goals. <laughs> <laughs> like you know because people will take context out of it and take away the minutes played and just look at it as appearances yeah definitely um, so was, was there anything that happened today that I've missed that, that, that I've forgotten to mention um, uh, just one wee thing I, I noticed that anytime we win uh, Ten Hag loved to join the Super Sunday panel or the m and panel <laughs> instead of the pitch <laughs> uh, it's it's very modern, that isn't it? You never you never could imagine Fergie, you know, joining the the pundits on the side of the pitch to, to discuss the game. <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, yeah, that is very much a modern era thing. I don't know how I feel about that actually. I mean, on days like this, I guess it's really nice for the fans to be able to see that. But yeah, usually I prefer my managers to just keep them keep, keep to themselves. <laughs> yeah, and and he is a, quite a stern character, but. You know, he's trying to be personable as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, his his debut was hilarious when he accidentally swore. <laughs> oh, yes, that was fantastic. <laughs> so that was brilliant because you could tell, like, he had no clue at all. Like, he just, you know, he just got caught up in in the emotions and how he would normally speak. Oh. <laughs> but I, and and the Dave Jones apologized. It was like half, <laughs> it was like half ten at night. Like, no, get a grip. <laughs> And also, I think it's that, yeah, they're just very straight to the point, aren't they, the Dutch? There's no messing about. No, yeah, you're right about that. Um, the straight talkers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, we've got a, a huge South American influence now in our team, it seems, with the Brazilians yeah, and the yeah. Italians. And uh, they're, they're very young, hungry players who, who are desperate to succeed and have a lot of passion. You, know, uh, Particularly Martinez and Anthony. I mean, they're just... They just ooze passion, don't they? Um, they you know, banging chests and you know, kissing the badge and you know, going, going crazy. Um, yeah, I just love those love those types of players. They're just they're just winners, like, aren't they? And they just... yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, you know, it helps. There's a few of them in the squad. They all speak the same language and that as well, and they can connect. Um, exciting times ahead, especially with the World Cup as well, because you know that always throws out one or two hidden gems and puts them in the spotlight. And who knows? Uh, now they might look at us and think, "Oh, this is the place where we want to come." So you know, having these players already here, it could potentially give us an advantage. Yeah, and, and young Frankie De Jong sitting on Barcelona's bench while we were beating Arsenal three-one <laughs> isn't that ironic? <laughs> well, he's only got himself to blame, hasn't he, Frankie? Yeah, look what you could have won, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's been an absolute privilege to do this show. Um, if everyone could please subscribe to the channel, like the video, and comment your thoughts down below. And it's glory, glory, man, United all the way. Um, we're going to finish second at least this season, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, let's hope. Let's hope. As far as yeah. Sundays goes, it, uh, it doesn't get much better than this. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you're a Man United fan and you live in London and you're surrounded uh, by Arsenal fans. Surrounded by Arsenal, yeah. This is, this is brilliant. <laughs> They've all gone quiet this evening. <laughs> but like the Liverpool fans a couple of weeks ago, they all went very quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'd ha- they've had a really strange start of the season as well. Again, the drop. They were, yeah. There was a Everton were denied a very tight offside uh, decision. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's all gone a bit Pete Tong yeah. for them. I just think it's gone a bit stale. I think a few of those players, you know, the core has been together for many years now, and sometimes that that can work against you. Um, I think a yeah. few of them might be very assured in their positions, and they need to be tested. And and they got rid of their their arguably their best player and the player yeah. who comes up with big goals and big games and he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So that was that's a big lot. And then Fabinho isn't playing well anymore. Tiago was always injured yes. in the midfield. Yeah. Suddenly looks very average. Yeah, the way Fabinho's dropped off has been has been kind of crazy. Uh, he was one of the key players, someone I was a big fan of actually. But over the last six months or so, it's just it's just not happened for him. Not that I'm complaining. You know, you, uh, yeah, you almost sound disappointed there. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you never want to see good players like go through horrible stuff. But when they're when they're representing that that crest, uh, <laughs> different story. Yeah. Different story. Yeah, so things really looking on the up. Um, yeah, yeah, we couldn't be in a more different place than we were after the Brentford uh, disaster. Exactly, and I think that is the reason why that I'm still not getting too carried away because you know we we've been on both sides of it now. We know how quickly things can turn around one way or the other. So just have to keep strong, keep going, and uh, yeah, just hope for the best. Yeah, I like what Ten Hag said after the game that. He's pleased with the performance and the result, but we've still got a lot of work to do, a lot of improving to do. So he's keep he's 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 determined to keep the the squad's feet firmly on the ground and not get carried away with themselves. So he's saying the right things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pleased about that. Yeah. So Rich, I'll uh, wrap it up there for today. Um, and uh, I'm no doubt we'll have you on the podcast again soon at some point. Yep. Yep. See you next time. Take care. Okay. See you later. 